Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 191. I'm your host, Bernie Smith of StoryComic.com. We're excited to have back with us the highly acclaimed and celebrated comic creator of Sunrise Blossom, Nina Daisy Aberlane. Howdy. Nina, welcome back. How you doing? Pretty good. Busy. Heat waves coming and going here in Europe, but I'm living next to my ac pretty much how about you yes yes very much so yes this has been a a warmer than normal warmer than normal summer that's for sure and i think when we listen to this podcast in the winter time we'll be missing the warm days we'll be we'll be sitting Ah, next to our heaters we'll be sitting next to our space heaters when it's when it's below zero Celsius, that'll be possibly, you know, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> so you, so you're coming out now with a Kickstarter as of the as of this recording, August six, which is going to be volume three, volume three of your comic book series, Sunrise Blossom. And I know last time you were on, we had a really good conversation on what people could expect from volume two. But so for those that are here that that are going to be looking at the Kickstarter because what's really cool is that you're coming out with volume volume one through three on this Kickstarter. So what can people expect for volume three for new readers who haven't been able to read volumes one through two yet? What can kind of give them a catch up on what volumes one through two cover? So volume so Sunrise Blossom is a modern fantasy LGBT romance story that focuses on Ivy a cute little gay harpy who likes to wear very little sometimes. Um, um, so yes, modern fantasy, fantasy with monster girls, especially mythological creatures in the modern world. Girls almost kissing, a lot of it. Um, this is also volume two, There's the girls almost kissing. It's a pretty long series. Uh, it's been going on since 2018, mm-hmm. roughly. And the first volume is like 220-something pages long. The second volume is 50 pages, and the third volume is also 50 pages. Wow. Uh, Yeah, the first volume is all black and white, while from the second one on, it's in full color, baby. And the art just keeps on getting better. There's harpies, mermaids, gays. I'm just a girl who really, really likes monster girls, and I like telling stories, and I like drawing, and Sunrise Blossom is the result of that. Right. And so of- as, you, as you said, this has been coming out a lot on Webtoons. People can actually read the mm-hmm. series as well on Webtoons. And, and so and you said that the first volume was big. It's a big black and white volume. Second one, as you say, in the, is 50 pages or so. And so the third volume, which is coming out on Kickstarter mm-hmm. as of this recording on August 6th, um, is also about 50 pages, correct? Mm-hmm. As you said. Uh, so so what can people expect for, for people that have been following the character of Ivy? What can people expect in volume three? Well, volume three, there is a lot of reconciliation involved. There are new characters introduced that help drive the main character and the other characters further. There's a cute little party and there's a lot of 
confrontation that gets hot. Mm. And so, yeah. And and what else, and some of the other characters are also are also being followed through as well on volume oh, three yes, as well. Oh yes, of course. Uh, though volume three focuses mostly on this mysterious dark-haired boy, whom whose name I won't spoil yet, but he is a rather <laughs> important character, who just plunges into the life of Ivy and her human companion Violet. And it seems that he's going to put a stick in the the metaphorical bicycle of their developing relationship, but actually pushes it forward. And, and given how he helps push the bicycle of their relationship forward, it also gives Ivy more hope for the relationship to develop, as well as anger and frustration, because, hey, if that's, if X is the case, why is Y happening? And it's there's a lot of growth, development, and as I mentioned before, hot confrontation involved. Right. Steamy, wow. A little bit, but without being too much. And so and, and part of this is actually still kind of following along the, as you say, the coming of age story of it of is. Ivy it's as all well. part of her growth process into becoming an adult. I mean, right. she technically is an adult, and that's something that is a big part of her character because multiple times she is called a child despite her being 20 years old, mm. and multiple times she gets angry about that, which is one of the things that also pushes in the confrontation, and getting over that is something that is going to help the relationship with the main characters a lot. And I'm really looking forward to Volume 4 because Volume 3 is good, it's good. I really like it. But volume four, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's like, oh my gosh, the stuff that happens. And I'm really looking forward to continuing on and also bringing volume four to Kickstarter. Right. And so for those that are unfamiliar with volumes one through two, as you say, could they, can they read volume three as it's standalone or they need to know what happens in volume one and two as well? You'd have first? to read volume one okay. and volume two because it's a continuing and overarching story. And if you were to read volume one without reading volume two, it would be like reading volume book three of the Twilight series without having any context. It's like, mm -hmm. ooh, cute werewolf and vampires. But what the heck is happening? <laughs> kind of. Okay, maybe Twilight is not the best comparison. I don't really want my work to be compared to Twilight, but it's just to say that it's still enjoyable, but it would be a lot harder to understand. Right. So let me. So let's talk a bit about the the Kickstarter and what people can expect from the people can expect from it. So we're going to be looking at the, the preview page. This hasn't been released yet, so. This is, as of this recording, we are looking at the preview page. So very yeah, exciting stuff. Be, yeah, small modifications in the story. Mostly like new uh, photographs of the products and the little meme gallery perhaps at the bottom. Right. So let's look at, so this is, so let's let's pull up in here to, to look at what you would have, you have going on here. So do you want, talk us through a bit of the, uh, of the pledge levels. Okay, all right. So there's the very classic, you know, just digital PDF for the new volume. That's five euros, 
which mm -hmm. is about five USD, or at least was more or less five USD a few weeks ago. And here I put the little tilde because it's a more or less, it's not precise. The values change every day. Um, then for 15 bucks, which is more or less 16 euros, uh, you can get the physical copy of just volume three. Okay. Followed later by the 20 euro pledge, which is more or less 21 USD, uh, with which you can get the digital PDF of volume two, three, one, two, and three. And keep in mind, this is 300 pages of right, stuff pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like 21 bucks, but it's like 300 pages. Right. And it's like, I've been working on it for like four years. So <laughs> there we go. Then for, and, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And the, yeah, so then you have the for 45 euros. So only, um, so for 25 euros more, it's the physical copies, correct? Exactly. The physical copies. Okay. And also before we continue, please do not be frightened by the euro symbol because I have very good deals for the shipping. So okay. in the United States, shipping is going to be 13 euros, which is more or less $13. And considering I'm shipping from Europe, $13 is, and the, the, the sizes of some of the pledges, $13 is, is a, a bit of a stretch, but I can make it. Then for the United Kingdom, it's also 13 euros, so about uh, 11 pounds. The rest of the European Union shipping is 27 euros and 20 euros for the rest of the world. But for the American viewers, please do not be alarmed by the euro symbol. I know I'm in Europe, but it, it's not going to be $30 for shipping. And, you, and I got to say, though, you're looking at this pledge level of 60 euros. This is a really good deal, what we're, what we're looking at here. Yeah, so 60 euros, which is about 63 USD, which compared right. to how the exchange rate was with my previous campaign, it's a lot better for, because like for me, the prices are about the same, but for y'all Americans on the other side of, of the <laughs> continent, it, it is a much better deal because of how the, the, the value of the dollar has gone up. So for 60 euros or more or less 63 US dollars, you get a physical copy of Summer's Blossom Volume 1, two, three, Halloween print, summer fun print, and probably another summer print uh, that is very nice and sexy bikini that I'm going to add. Uh, volume one cover print, two cover print, three cover print, volume one bookmark, Halloween bookmark, made Ivy chibi sticker and Ivy Violet and Mustafa sticker, as well as all the stretch goals that we're going to reach. Nice. And then you also have your, your, uh, your retail tier, which is always always a great idea. Yeah. Now, did you have a retail tier in your previous Kickstarter as well? Yes, but only my mom got it so that she could <laughs> share, share with her friends. <laughs> yeah, but one tier that I actually kind of am excited about, uh, which is also for about 100 euros, is the advertisement tier. I love that. So you give me 100 bucks and I dedicate a page to your product whether it's hairspray, dildos, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, like the advertisement piece, what are you, it's, where did you get this idea? That's a really good idea. Uh, well, I actually got the idea from a friend who very recently had a crowdfunding campaign and he wanted to advertise 
Friends comics at the end of the, the series because he's got a little indie publishing company. So, uh, so Fairies Immense. And so mm -hmm. he's managing a lot of small comic books. Uh, and he was like, hey, Nina, I'm doing little advertisements at the end of the book. Can I advertise your comic? Idea. Like, yeah, sure. And I was like, maybe I could do that too for a profit. Right. Okay. So, All right. Maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Um, do we had, and also you have on there your, so you had your advertising, you had your volunteer. So, so you have two retail tiers. Well, yeah. Okay. So one for just the third volume, which at this point really is just for my mom, I guess. <laughs> if she does. And one with uh, 10 copies of all three volumes. Okay, cool. Um, and so, so with that said, so all of these are, are going to be available in November. So it says more or less November. Yeah. More or less November, but actually it might even be earlier than that. Because okay. technically the art is all done, the formatting for print is all done, even the translating for Italian is all done. So really all I'm missing is the funds to print and then to ship. So okay. pretty much as soon as the campaign ends and as soon as the, the, the funds come in, it's going straight to print and then straight to shipping. So like with the last campaign, I was able to deliver... Uh, within two months of the campaign ending. So mm -hmm. it's, I put November to be safe, but it's most likely going to be earlier than that. Right. And and so as you said, and so here, when we talk about volume three itself, I, I love the fact that how there's, it's what what's so important about Sunrise Blossom is that it's able to tell stories that need to be told basically, which I think is really important because not only do you, not only do you, do you talk about just how there's, there's, there's so many different ways of loving. There's so many different ways of having friends. And I love the fact there's also that point where you have in here, have in here, like mom finally goes to therapy. So the <laughs> normal, so, but normalizing yeah. mental health is important. Absolutely. Um, and it's something yeah. that I feel isn't done enough in mainstream media, especially portraying therapy as something good and healthy and not just mm -hmm. something for crazy people that like people uh, who are like younger totally get that anyone who is like 20 has been to therapy at least once in the modern right. age if they can afford it of course but especially with the older generation it takes time to normalize it and right. especially because particularly in the first volume a lot happened that was hurtful for some characters right and with that happening, I, I feel that it would be absolutely wrong of me not to, you know, like do something to help them and help their transition into normal life again. Right. And and I see also too that you're you're looking at some stretch goals as well. And and I, I'm always curious about this too. Do you put in the stretch goals of things that you personally would love to have? Or are these things that some of your fans have requested? Um, well, it's mostly like going through several printing company websites and merch printing and merch producing okay. company websites and seeing what they have available and thinking, oh, this might be nice. Oh, this might be nice. Oh, this might be nice. But also trying to see maybe stuff that could be, especially with the stretch goals in this campaign, things that could be useful. Because in the previous campaign, um, 
the stretch goals that we reached were two sets of stickers and a bookmark. And with here, I thought, yeah, pins are nice. They're not too costly to produce. And it'd be nice to have, you know, uh, a pin to, you know, like, like a pin for free, pretty much, right. to be able to reach the goal. But then, like, the notepad and the magnet scenes that are actually useful in everyday life. And I'd like right. to maybe have people be like, I don't know, have the notepad next to their phone and see IV every time someone is asking them to take that information on the phone <laughs> or something like that and be like, oh, yes, that's a nice comic. <laughs> Talk to people about your your process. Like, how, Do you write a script out first or do you kind of sketch things out? Talk to Talk to us about your your process of producing pages well the way that i normally work wait let me grab i've got my books here so i've got like this tiny little notepad that i normally always carry in my bag which mm -hmm. has like story notes written <laughs> on it and pretty much whenever i'm like struck by inspiration like oh that'd be nice i just take it and i write it down as a potential plot point and then when i'm maybe planning a new volume or when i'm planning on how to continue the story. If maybe I'm unsure, I normally I scroll through this and see, oh, this would fit, oh, this would fit, oh, this would fit, this would make sense, and stuff like that. <laughs> then when I am preparing for a brand new chapter or a brand new volume, I normally script everything out first. Um, so like this one has a script of a mini episode that I'm publishing as an extra. So pretty much I write down everything on paper mostly because for me it's like easier to get my thoughts down if mm -hmm. I'm jotting them down uh, by hand. And also the storyboards, uh, so like the very, very rough idea sketches of the pages I always do uh, on paper traditionally, again, because it's easier for me to get my thoughts down. That's right, because you were talking earlier how Clip Studio Paint is your go-to program. Yes. Yes. And it's you don't beautiful. even touch, you don't even touch Photoshop. No, Photoshop is too expensive. Only rich people use Photoshop. <laughs> in this day um, and age. Right. And, and so then you utilize that. You, you, and I think you're talking about how you have a, like a, uh, a tablet that you, you, you work from as well. Yes. It's a Wacom Cintiq tablet. Okay. So All it's right. a, a display tablet and it's pretty comfortable. I also have this. Hold on. Ah. This, oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> this thing that I put on my desk and then I put my tablet on top of it to like help with my posture. Okay. And also because my cats, like this one, really like attention uh, when I'm drawing. <laughs> Normally I put the thing here and they just sleep under it while okay. I'm working. And that way I can work with good posture and without my cats knocking my tablet over. <laughs> and, and also too, you mentioned last time is that you've been very deliberate with your work life balance as well. Um, yes. How important is that for those that are listening or watching to, in order to make sure that you're doing your creative work to how important is the work life balance for that? It's so important. If I didn't have the work-life balance that I have right now, I would not be able to create my comic. But also because of the balance and the rhythm that I've gotten used to, 
mm. over the the past couple of years so like in the morning i work on the comic in the afternoon i do my day job and then in the evening sometimes i'm still at my day job and sometimes i keep working on my comic but i try to spend at least maybe two three sometimes even four hours a day working on my comic wow um it, it, I want to get back to also that you mentioned before about how volume four, you're really excited about volume four coming out. Um, how, what advice would you give to comic creators on how to pace out your volumes? Um, well, it, I, I guess it depends how much experience they have, because hmm. if you're creating something for the first time, like, like if you, it's your very first comment comic for the love of God, start small start with a, a a one shot maybe something that's 10 pages 30 mm. pages at most because especially if you're new at creating comics it's so difficult to find the balance that that works and you have a project that you can maintain interest in long enough to avoid burning out and losing interest but if you start small and you're able to bring at least that first project to completion then you'll already be far ahead most people who try to be comic creators because every single day on Discord servers, Facebook groups, uh, subreddits, I see people who are like, I'm going to be a comic creator. And then they start with this massive project, which they give up on within the first couple of months because they lose motivation, because they're not seeing enough growth, because mm. they feel like they're not going anywhere, because they've been working on it for months. But they're still so close to the beginning. But right. if you start small and you're able to bring that first project to completion, then the next longer one is going to be so much easier and so much more manageable. Also, because at that point you'll have you'll have had or you'll have gathered the experience of how to manage uh, such a project and how to how to deal with such a project. And when it comes to managing several volumes, well, I suppose it does depend a lot on the type of story that you're trying to tell, but it is important to have at least some elements of interest in every volume because while, because like some volumes, they might be slower than others. And that happens with almost every book that happens, almost every series. If even one volume is boring, people are going to drop it. So even right. if the volume after is super duper duper interesting, people are not going to know because if they get bored, they're going to drop it. So even if you feel like, like it's a transition phase or transition arc and yeah, it's a bit slow now, but it's going to get really cool in a moment, add some elements to maintain interest because otherwise people are going to lose interest and completely drop it. Right. That's a good point. And, and how would you, and, and as a, as a creator and as a, as a writer in that sense, how, how do you know when the volume's over? Well, um, aside from my first volume, which is 200 massive, pretty much, <laughs> uh, like from the second and the third and the following ones, I try to, I try to maintain them between 50 and 60 pages, mostly as a matter of finances, mm. because since I am printing them in full color, if I made more, uh, it would cost more because they're full color and they're 50 pages. Right. So they're yeah. not going to be like as expensive as a hundred page volume, but they're not going to be as cheap as a 20 page volume either. So I'm trying to keep them of more or less that length 
uh, for finance purposes. So yeah, aside from the, the page number that I try to keep in that amount for um, financial reasons, I try to make sure that each volume either closes with something like a cliffhanger or something that is heartwarming and makes it feel like, yeah, the volume is finished, but I feel good about it. Mm. Like technically both volume three and volume two, uh, big coincidence and with scenes in bed, but not in the dirty sense. Like it's kind of like talking and cuddling in the, the heartwarming sense. Right. And I feel like after like the drama of the rest of the volume, having it end on this gentle, slow note feels like it's, yeah, it's finished, but I'm calm about it. I'm okay. I'm satisfied. And now we'll wait for the next one. Hmm. How many volumes do you see Sunrise Blossom going? Is this going to be an ongoing series or do you actually have a a pretty substantial beginning, middle, and end that you foresee? Well, uh, I do. I did have a substantial beginning, middle, and end idea, but then yeah. I keep getting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to go. But then maybe like I, like I get this like thunder idea while brainstorming, and I'm like, you know what? What if <laughs> that happened? I like that. And so it's like it keeps adding to it. So like maybe i don't know a few months ago i would have said yeah it's going to be maybe i don't know six seven eight volumes at this point i think it's going to be at least maybe 10 volumes wow wow okay good maybe. okay yeah but we'll so see wow so if you're looking at 50 pages per volume more or less i mean you're talking about in 10 vol 10 volumes the first year so you're 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 not you're you're looking at close to like 600 or so pages then well, I mean, with volume one, two, and three, I'm already at almost 300 pages. That's right. Oh, the, my, my math is wrong here then. <laughs> so 50 times 10 is... 500, including... Right. No. 50, no, it's 50 times 9 plus 220. Okay. But All also, right. like, some might be 50, but, like, volume two is 53 pages. The next might even be 60, depending yeah. on the, the pacing. Wow, geez, yeah, and and what have you seen? What have you noticed through your 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 style that has that your artwork has? Um, what type of evolution have you seen in your art style that you've seen now as compared to when you first started? Well, the artwork is improving a lot. It has improved and it keeps improving a lot. Like to give you an example, volume one. I mean, I started it when I was fresh out of high school. I was in comic mm. school. What are some techniques that you wished you knew working on volume two that now as you're working on volume three that you wished you knew before when it comes to maybe clip art studio or even from design perspective? Um, use thinner lines and <laughs> use the airbrush a little bit less. <laughs> Because, yeah, one of the biggest artistic differences between Volume 2 and Volume 3 is that in Volume 2, uh, I was a bit shy with cell shading, so like the traditional, you know, like, line shading, like cell shading, and I used the airbrush a lot. Mm. Um, and I still used the airbrush a little bit in Volume 3, but mostly for, like, some smoother transitions, like on the cheeks uh, sometimes, 
but I would use cell shading a lot more. Um, and it looks nicer. It looks a lot nicer. So yeah, thinner lines and less airbrush. <laughs> the airbrush is not your friend as much as you might think it is. Right. And, and was that some aesthetic issue or is that more of a style or professional issue, would you say? A bit both, maybe. Like aesthetic okay. issue, especially. But okay. most even, especially illustrators, if you tell them that the main brush you use is an airbrush, they're going to look at you like. Hmm. Right. Judgmental, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Volume three is coming out on August 6th. Mm -hmm. and, and it's all ready. So as soon as the funds come in, it's going to be printed and shipped immediately. Right. What kind of tips would you give, give uh, comic creators who are looking at, looking at printing? What are some things that you are happy that you have learned in the past that you've implemented moving forward from the actual printing perspective? Well, Always, always, always look at many, 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 many printer options because aside from maybe having one preferred printer, uh, I mean, this is maybe not exactly my case because I'm printing multiple volumes and so I want consistency in the sizes of the volumes. But if you're doing one shots or if maybe it's your first volume, hmm. um, look at many different printers because even if normally one printer is cheaper than the other, it's possible that maybe the other has an ongoing sale or oh. maybe the other is more expensive for smaller amounts but cheaper for bigger amounts okay so All keep right. in mind the printer keep in mind the, the 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 number of copies you want to print the size you want to print um make sure you can get a test copy or like a zero copy because there are i almost guaranteed going to be mistakes either in maybe the paneling or in the lettering that will have to be fixed. So always get a zero copy. And for the love of God, leave some bleed room in your pages <laughs> when you send it to print. Oh my goodness. There are so many people who have no bleed room on the sides of their panels. And when it prints, it looks like, can I say bad words? Um, I, PG rated. It looks yeah. like donkey. <laughs> <laughs> good that that is that is really good information um so nina very excited to check out volume three um always a big fan of your stuff and i gotta say out of almost everybody that i've that i've talked to you have the most robust um link tree and thank you i gotta it's say like so many yeah you so if people want to follow you you have they can go to the link tree backslash uh nina d aberlane you have mm -hmm. your volume three kickstarter on here you have your etsy page and i gotta say you have an amazing etsy page oh thank you um please check out your their etsy page you even have even have original artwork paintings Ooh, for sale on there there, as there well. is one that is currently a work in progress that is going to be for sale as an original painting in this campaign but I have spent so many hours on it so far, and I am really, really, really enjoying it. Oh, that's which beautiful. Is also, yeah, which, yeah, which is, it's gouache, and it's also going to be for sale as original artwork in the Volume 3 Kickstarter campaign. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. And do you have... And I, I love the fact that you, for those that have missed volume two or volume one as well, 
It's better to get it on the Kickstarter as it's launched. It's better. It's also a bit cheaper. It, yep. If you if you miss it, then you can also get them on through your Etsy page as well. You got a great Facebook page. Thank uh, you. Very fun, and that's where you can watch some of your live streams via Twitch. Yeah, I that. actually bought the premium version of um, Streamlabs just today because since the the Kickstarter. As of now, it's going to go live soon. I'm going to have to stream a lot more and, right. you know, like try to expand it. And I do have some friends that are very popular on social media. And if I stream with them, sometimes they also share it out with uh, some of their followers, maybe on their Discord or on their Instagram, and it brings people in, which yeah. helps my Twitch algorithm. Right. And yeah, so like I'm going to be sharing it on Twitch. Facebook, YouTube, and stuff. Yeah, I've got a lot. <laughs> you, have a, <laughs> it's true. you have a Patreon. You got your webtoons. You got your tapas. Mm -hmm. You got your global comics. You're also very active on Twitter. I always like to retweet and sometimes like yeah, some of your stuff so on sweet. Twitter. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, you Instagram. You got Discord. Everything. You're on TikTok. Uh, everywhere. You're you're and everywhere. It's great. In a pear tree. <laughs> Exactly. I also highly recommend people to join my Discord server because it's very, very, very active. And there's patrons, fans, friends, casual readers. And it would definitely get you a lot more involved yeah. in a friendly in a friendly way. And very often I share like my, my proofreading stuff. I share art on Discord okay. first that I wouldn't share on other platforms sometimes. And it's very, very social. Perfect. We'll come back on when you get volume four. I'd love to start. Yeah. Love to check. Especially this is the, you said this is an exciting one, volume four. So, well, thank you so much, Nina. And uh, it was a, always a great pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And so how many volumes uh, is, so I, so I guess my, hang on, let me stamp mm -hmm. that for a second. Um, time stamping it so it's so smooth after when I, when, <laughs> when it's edited, it'll be so smooth, you know, it'll be great. <laughs>